Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode of Enough About Me is brought to you, of course, by my great friends at Milton's, The Store for Men, South Shore Plaza, Braintree, Chestnut Hill Square, Chestnut Hill, Milton's, The Store for Men. You want to look great at a great price? Go to Milton's. I've been going there for years. We'll continue to go there. They're going to be part of uh, uh, my show going forward as well. I'm very happy about that. I'm thrilled to be associated with these guys. It is simply the best place to look great uh, in Massachusetts, you know, at a great price. You want to go in, if you're like me, if you're a schlub, you're a dope, they're going to go in and make you look great. It's going to be affordable, and you're going to go back again and again and again again. I always do. I look forward to going there very soon. Milton's is the store for men. Again, South Shore Plaza in Braintree and Chestnut Hill Square in Chestnut Hill. Who knows? Maybe more places soon. I have no idea. I hope so. I love Milton's. You know that. Uh, we are taping this live in WEI studios, I guess, well, or in the producer's room, uh, behind the main studio. I can't see them. They can't see me. Uh, I'm doing a response piece here to Steve Buckley's column in The Athletic, which came out, I think, the 26th. I was away on vacation and found out it was out there, and I read it that morning. I'll react to it in a second. Headline, Kirk Minahan shook up the Boston radio scene. Can he make waves in his new venture? I'll give you the backstory. Uh, the 27th, I'm sorry, it says here. I'll give you the backstory of that in a moment. Um, but I want to give you a quick update, um, I suppose. And it's important. I think it's important for me that I do this going forward. Um, I got so much feedback from people who have suffered from mental health and uh, I've had suicidal thoughts or worse, I guess, <clears throat> um, in the five or six months since I um, went to McLean and talked about it. So I thought I'd give you, when things aren't so great and when things are great, I thought maybe once in a while I'll update it and people who listen may help them, it may not, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> over the last few weeks, I guess, you know what, I'll do it. Over the last few weeks, <clears throat> um, not so much the last few days, but over the last few weeks I've started at times hearing voices um, in my head, a male voice and a female voice. Um, and I also have sort of increasingly um, been thinking I've been followed. Um, and I know intellectually while it's happening that it doesn't make sense. I'm able to step away and know that it's not real, but it feels real. And, the, you know, when I was away on vacation, I thought I saw this person a few times. Running, I've thought I've seen this person a few times. I'll hear, you know, these voices. This woman particularly just screams. She screams and screams and screams. Um, I'm not sure if it's a side effect of some of the medication I'm on, uh, which is possible, or just that I'm, you know, fucking losing my mind slowly, which could also be possible. Um, I've talked to my doctor about it. I've talked to my family about it. I've been open about it, whereas in the past... You know, I haven't been. It builds up, builds up, builds up, builds up. So 
I feel good that I've been able to talk about it and recognize that it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's scary to me that it's happening. Uh, and I'm not really sure what's going on with it. Uh, but so, I, you know, I, I, all, the only reason I do this is really just to say that, you know, for all I know that this could be happening to other people, I'm sure it is. And it, it, just the feedback that I got, I, it's far more than I thought would have been the case a few months ago. So if you're going through that or whatever, talk to people about it. Um, talk to your doctor about it. Get your meds squared away. Uh, you know, reach out to me if you want. I know I've corresponded with a bunch of people who are going through uh, mental health stuff, you know, from emails and texts and occasionally call these people on the phone and talk to them. You know, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, re- uh, for this, everything else, fucking leave me alone. For this, reach out if you want. Okay. And I, you know, I don't, that, that's it. That's what I would say. Um, but it's real and it's scary and I'm not, it's hard for me to describe. It's almost like I know the person's not there, but I need somebody else to look and tell me that person's not there so that I can go about and do other stuff. And for two, three days at a time, I feel fine. I mean, it could happen in the middle of this. And then, you know, I sort of get all fucked up, but that's all. I, I don't want to turn it into a 20-minute a thing on that. I just wanted to let you know so that, you know, the, the percentage of people who might be going through the same thing, you know, it's okay and get help. So anyway, that being said, uh, hmm. All right, so here's the uh, the athletic column. So I'll give you a little backstory. Buck and I met for lunch a few weeks ago before this came out. I don't know, beginning of December, maybe somewhere in Cambridge. We sat down for maybe an hour and a half. I don't know. And I've known Buck for as he writes in the story. Maybe you haven't read the story. Maybe you don't subscribe to the athletic. I don't. I got Curtis's uh, password for it. Uh, and we sat down. And the first thing he said to me was, I don't want this. You know, I'm concerned about writing this story because we're friends. We've known each other for 10 years. We've worked together. We're friends. I like you. You like me. Uh, I didn't pitch this. It was it was pitched to me by Sean Leahy, who's the the editor of the uh, Athletic in Boston. Somebody I used to be editor of the Herald. I actually had him on the uh, podcast before when he first got the job at the Herald. Um, and he said it's, it's he said I just don't want people to think this that, you know it's gonna be a fluff piece because we know each other. I said I don't care what you you know I don't care what you write as long as it's honest. You can rip me with as long as it's honest. So we talked for an hour and a half. He texted me, I don't know, half a dozen times after that, 10 times, various questions. Talked to a lot of people I know. Wrote the story. Uh, I didn't give it a whole lot of thought um, until the story came out. Um, and I think Curtis texted me right away with the quote from Sam Kennedy, which is fucking incredible. We'll get to it. It's just all, it's all you need to know about that guy. Uh, we'll get to it. Um, in a second, he said, he's, he's, I don't think you're going to really like this story. I thought, well, okay, I don't know. So I sat down and I read the story and... Um, uh, there's a lot of it I didn't like. So, you know, I thought I would go sort of the things I didn't like specifically. And I got a lot. When I tweeted out that I was going to do this, a lot, of, a lot of people said, oh, you're so sensitive. Get a thicker skin. You're a fucking pussy. Da, da, da. Understand. Um, that's, I think, a, a, a fair criticism. Um, but when somebody writes something, I think, you know, if somebody has an issue with it, they should challenge the issues with the column. I think that's what you have to do. So that's what I've decided to do here and what I'm going to do. Uh, you know, you might just say, I could have just left it alone, but I, then you're leaving alone something that I think is sh- shitty journalism. So I'm not sure why you would do that. I've elected not to do that. I, it's not the way I do things, okay? That's not the way Kirk Minahan plays bridge. Deal with it. But, all right, so let's start. So he starts with this, like, long thing about me and Sue Okamo that I don't really give a shit about, whatever. Then he gets to the, the way I do radio, which I don't. we'll get to later, you know, I don't really 
even mind that that much, although I think Steve Buckley lecturing Kirk Minahan on how to do good radio is like Kirk Minahan lecturing Steve Buckley on how to write a shitty column or an irrelevant baseball column. You know, I mean, the, 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 the Buckley's the Mozart of shitty columns, and I'm the Mozart of fucking radio. So he should probably leave it alone. But that's okay. We'll get to it. Uh, he gets to uh, page, I don't know, whatever, five or six of this. Uh, he gets to the Aaron Andrews thing, of course, which everybody feels like they have to get to. Fine. That's now five years ago, but nope. Oh, okay, fine. Um, routine pot shots, he writes, at the Red Sox, Boston Globe, local politicians, some of them valid criticisms, others from out of left field. So he writes that. Uh, and yes, I've taken shots at the Red Sox, at the Globe, at local politicians. Some of them have been valid, he writes, okay. Uh, some from out of left field. Uh, give me an example of one out of left field. What's out of left field? What? I don't understand. So he gives the, he doesn't want uh, pot shots to be persistent at the point of bullying. Brings up the Marty Walsh fight we had in January 2017. January 2017, after Boston Mayor Marty Walsh said he'd be willing to provide shelter for undocumented immigrants in City Hall office as pushback on Trump's sanctuary cities, the mayor appeared with us, with me and Jerry, for an interview that got, well, goofy. There's Callahan asking Walsh to provide refuge for illegal aliens charged with drunk driving. There's the mayor pointing out he was more interested in protecting children of undocumented immigrants. So you're telling us what I said, what you said last night is only children will be allowed to sleep in your office like you said in City Hall, I asked. And he said, don't be a wise guy, Walsh. Now, that quote has been used all the time. Ken plays it all the time. Walsh said he didn't want adults sleeping in there. And he said he'd be willing to offer the place up uh, for uh, illegal aliens. So I leave that that he was saying that he wanted children. I'm not implying anything or inferring anything. He said no adults in there. Children are welcome in his office. Now, of course, we know that's political bullshit. He was never going to have undocumented citizen children sleeping in this fucking office, but he's doing it to uh, to pander. So I called him out on it. Buckley stopped, says then it stopped being an intelligent discussion about sanctuary cities. Well, here's the other thing that Buck won't mention in the story because he's a, he's a fraud, is the column before mine, he wrote some shitty story about how, you know, enjoy it now, Patriots fans, because back in the old days, it was always losing. Uh, and he talked to a bunch of people. One of them was Marty Walsh, his friend, Marty Walsh. Now, in the context, context of that conversation, in writing a story about me, I'm sure he talked to his friend, Marty Walsh, who Buck has said he's friends with, about this. Buck doesn't mention that in the story. He's trying to curry favor with his friends. That's what Buck does best. I mean, when you when you are as irrelevant he's been as a writer, as a TV and radio personality, you have to stick around somehow, and that's one of the ways he's done it. And Marty Walsh, you know, doesn't like me. I don't like him. No problem. Not a big deal. But Buck doesn't mention that in his story. Doesn't mention he talked to Walsh. Doesn't mention he has a relationship with Walsh. There you go. Right away is 101 fraudulence right there. Fraudulence. Uh, I'll pick something else out. He, oh, because the next part is the Adam Jones stuff, which, you know, I still, I, I, it's, I can't believe we, were, we weren't allowed to talk about that for months. It just shows you, like, we weren't allowed to, to say that maybe we have questions about somebody. That's it. Just questions. That's all. And for months, it became this big thing. Uh, so he talks about the Adam Jones thing. And my quote to Buck was, in a perfect world, the higher-ups in this company would have told Sam Kennedy, Marty Walsh, whoever, leave us alone, shut up. Minahan's our guy. People like him. Gets huge ratings. Don't be so sensitive. You do, thing, you do your thing, you'll do ours. Click, hang up. But I understand, as I said to Buck, the world doesn't work like that. So he asks, did the Red Sox push to get Minahan off the air or not? In an email to me, meaning Buck Christmas morning, Sam Kennedy wrote, just listen to this quote. I mean, is the guy running for office? Kirk is an immensely talented media personality whose ability to express strong opinions and drive ratings is indisputable. 
With that sometimes comes controversy, which we fully understand. Given our longstanding partnership with the station from time to time over the past 17 years, we have expressed our opinions directly to WEI on-air personalities and management when on-air content has created concern among our employees, sponsors, and fans. That said, the Red Sox never called for the removal or replacement of Kirk or any other WEI talk show personality. Now, the Red Sox were a huge part immediately. Even. That's not even disputable. Buck just leaves that quote alone, done. Doesn't follow up, nothing. Doesn't offer any, he has theories and, 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 and thoughts on why I shouldn't do radio the way I do it, but he doesn't have any follow-up, he has no, he has no questions about this, no, no, no thoughts at all. Let's look at this for a second. Uh, so I would say that my follow-up with the Sam would be, um, was, was Minahan one of the things that you've expressed opinions to over the past 17 years? And who was, who was WEI manager? Which personalities? What did you say specifically? What on-air content has been the issue? Was it an issue? Was it not? Was this an issue? Was this not an issue? How about the shots he took at you? What about last summer? What about the suspension? What about this? What about that? What about the rants he's gone on about baseball being boring? What about something? Do you have anything to say to Sam Kennedy, Buck, other than that quote? Another friend of yours, Sam Kennedy. Nope. Pass. Done. Move on. I mean, give me a fucking break. That's unbelievable to me. That is such a failure journalistically. It's incredible. You have nothing to say. Done, dropped. Wait till I get to the next thing. You think I'm pissed off now. The next thing is even worse, but this is amazing to me. You have Sam Kennedy giving this quote, which is, which is, you know, let's face it. It's just a pathetic quote, and you just leave it? You just leave it. You never call for removal or replacement of Kirk. Okay. I, you know what? Do I think Sam Kennedy said to anybody higher up here, remove Kirk Minahan? No, of course not. Do I think it was suggested? Do I think it was you know, in a perfect world, would like this to happen? Or can you do something about this guy? No follow-up at all. And you wonder why I get pissed off about stuff like this. You can write all day, I suck on the radio. You can write all day that whatever, um, you know, you don't, I ripped off Howard Stern, or I did this, or I did that. Whatever you want. No problem. That's an opinion. This is a failure. This is just letting, it, letting the pitch go right by you because you don't want to piss people off. Because you want a seat somewhere, or you want to be buddies with somebody, or whatever. You want to be buck. That's what it comes down to. Next paragraph. Minahan's show has also been criticized for its handling of transgendered issues. I would say, other than by uh, Bob Murchison, who, he, who Buck has here, like, who, like, where, where has this been this widespread criticism? So, again, the whole story that leads to Murchison. Uh, you know, the whole Jeffrey Tambor thing, the thing that me, me Gary, and, and Jerry discussed. We've talked about this a million times. Um, Murchison, who Buck interviewed for the article, makes the point that the transphobia is quite real, that trans people are insulted, attacked, and killed. Not only take his concerns to WI management, he attended the meeting in which Callie and Minahan were present, but he began to contact the show's advertisers and ask them if they're aware of its content. <laughs> if you looked at these emails, Buck makes it sound like it's a plucky guy just sending out some emails to some people. No, we're done. While listening to Kirk and Callahan, I became alarmed at the commentary I considered to be bullying of several different vulnerable populations, Merchant wrote to me in an email to Buck. I subsequently gathered audio examples and distributed them to sponsors of the show. I asked them to contemplate their brand relationship in that context. Done. That's it. That's, that, 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 that's all he has to say about Murchison. That's all. Which is, to me, incredible. First of all, I mean, I, I have, he's taken things out of context. He's used parody account tweets. Parody account tweets like Callahan Forever or these guys and sent them to advertisers, national advertisers that don't know us, claiming they're us. There's, I mean, I have proof of that. He has badgered people, ask Kaplansky's, badgered people to the point where they have said to him, if you don't stop this, we're going to sue you. 
to other clients who have said, leave us alone. Buck never mentions that. And this is another Buck weakness. I think Buck, because he doesn't want to piss off the LGBT community because he's a part of it, uh, he's afraid. He's afraid to even dig into Murchison, to dig into these people. He's afraid to do that. And that is another failure on his part. Didn't ask me about it. Didn't ask anybody for examples. Didn't ask, he makes it sound like Murchison's a guy who sent out some emails and that was it. This is a guy who will not stop. He's been relentless. And by the way, continues to be relentless on, forget that. And, and by the way, it's gone way past transgender. It's, it's the point now where he just takes audio out of context and just sends it. Just sends it. You know, if you say anything that's a joke or funny or whatever, he sends it, sends it to national people. He knows now the local people who listen to the shows, my old show and the current show, they don't, they, they, they fuck off is pretty much their thing. But the national people, he can still fool them. Buck doesn't get into that because he doesn't want to get into that. Because in his world, he doesn't want to admit that maybe, just maybe, somebody who is on the other side, Buck's side of the world in the LGBT community, might not be a good person, might be doing things just to be uh, an asshole. Buck's afraid to do that. Now, I'm not anymore. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I think Murchison uses his, his child as a prop. So I told Buck, Buck didn't write that. I think he does. He started out with his son uh, and has now moved into way other worlds. It's nowhere near it. He never wanted. He just likes doing this stuff. He's a guy who sues people and gets in the middle of this stuff all the time, all the time. Uh, it never ends with him. So, you know, the, the, and Buck just fails to admit that because, fails to talk about that because he doesn't want to talk about that. That's the stuff that pisses me off. The other stuff, I don't even give a shit about, really. I mean, we can go through it, but I don't even really care. Let me see. Uh, <clears throat> Towards the end, he writes, it's not that Minahan needs to experiment radio-wise. It's that he needs to jettison the tired routines, the out-of-fashion sexist comments. Again, I'll cop to Aaron Andrews all day long, five years ago. Comments. Give me some other examples. Come on, Buck. Go ahead. Where, Buck, you on the phone? Hello, Buck, you there? You there? No? I didn't think so. How about some other examples? Nothing, right? Nothing. Zero. Doesn't give one. If you want to give 10, give 10. He doesn't give any. So he's just, again, he's the same as Shirley. Same thing. Just this bullshit. It never ends. And, you know, Buck is doing it to, 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 to please people, to kiss ass, and it's embarrassing. Absolutely fucking embarrassing. And shameful, honestly. Like, and, and I'm, I mean, again, like I did with the Hernandez documentary, I'm pissed off at myself. I gave this guy two hours or whatever it was and, and texts and let my friends talk to him, some of whom are still friends, Jerry and, and Alex and these guys. Others like Rob Bradford I have no use for at all. Uh, but, but, you know, I, it's just like, what, what are you doing? But, you know, Buck's thing is I need to get rid of my, uh, my, my, my uh, radio-wise criticism. I need to get rid of this stuff, the uh, on-air sniping. And, and I'm an originator, which I never claimed I did. Glenn Ordway did. Whatever. I mean, I love Glenn, but let's be honest here. I mean, does, does anybody hear me and think of Glenn Orboy at all? I mean, I, you know, I like Glenn. You know I like what Glenn does. Does anybody hear me on the radio and think I'm ripping off Glenn Orboy? Howard Stern, you want to say, of course, huge influence. Glenn Orboy? Really? Like what? I mean, where? You know, lamp all the times Orboy's gotten in trouble. Well, you know, and Buck, you know, Buck wants to, you know, entire bits were built around goofing on Eddie Andelman. Yeah, when I go after other people at the station, at my old station... It's not uh, the same as doing a bid on Ted Sarandis. Sorry. I think Buck knows that. Ordway, who spoke to me yesterday, by the way, was like, I didn't. I totally disagree with what Buck wrote. Um, you know, I'm like Sporty R. McKenzie, or, you know, I'm not going to sit there and list all the shit I've done. But, you know, the stuff that I do well is why I have an audience. And Buck, by the way, if you want to really get down to it, is just bitter. He's an old bitter guy who wants to be on the radio. Whenever you talk to him, he's happy to rip the shit out of the station. By the way, behind the scenes, uh, when he writes about other people, though, it's, it's not really appropriate. You really shouldn't do that. But he'll be saying, I don't know why I'm on the air more. I could tell you why, Buck. You know, because you're lousy on the air. You suck on the air. That's why. You're terrible. You've never been good on the air. Ever. 
You're a nice guy, but you're terrible on the air. Sorry, it's just not for you. They'll say, oh, Mutt sucks, or I don't know why this guy does this, or, geez, you know, the afternoon show, are you, why, why aren't I on? Why, every time you talk to him, why not? Why doesn't Joey call me back? Well, because, Buck, figure it out. Figure it out. You're terrible. That's why. You know, but he does this whole, and that's, and I don't even mind. Like, I like when old people, like, the, like I said, like the Craig Mustards in the, in the Bucks and the Dales, if they don't like what you're doing on the radio, you're doing the right thing. That means you're doing a good job. So that's it. I'm not going to do two, 20 hours on it. I just want to do a quick jump in, jump out, done. Very frustrating that I was, you know, the, 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 particularly the merchant stuff and the Red Sox stuff. Buck just let it slide. A really shitty piece of journalism uh, by Steve Buckley. You know, I, and again, you can write 50,000 words on what an asshole I am. I don't even care. But it's that stuff that fucking triggers me and pisses me off. That's, that's what happens. So there you go. There's usual half hour of me. Uh, I'm psychotic. I have voices in my head, and I'm pissed off about what somebody wrote in something that fucking twelve people read. So, although I was, I was told by somebody athletic that this led to more subscriptions than any other story in the athletic Boston history, which is incredible, given all the incredible stuff I've read there over the last year. So that's it. So we're done. Uh, I'll be back next week with something. Uh, on enough about me. Brought to you by my great friends at Milton's, and we're still working. Ken and I are working hard on the uh, making of show for. Uh, which we're working on right now, editing some sound, doing our usual stuff. Uh, and that's it. I think that's it for now. I'm trying to think if there's anything else going on. Uh, nope, that's it. So that's the usual thing. So there, there you go. Frustrated, but that's all. I didn't want to sit here for an hour and a half. I just wanted to give a quick response and get out. Uh, I'll be curious for your feedback as well. We're taping this on Thursday morning. I hope it's up Thursday afternoon. won't be up any later than Friday, I don't think. Uh, so that's it. I'll get out of the way and let Mutt and Lou do their uh, gambling podcast. All right. Well, we'll. Uh, we'll uh, oh, was it? Oh shit. Was there something else? Let me see. I, I I feel like I forgot something. Oh well. Here's the. Oh, so here's the last. Gee, I'm an idiot. So I reached out to Buck. I don't know if I said this or not. I reached out to Buck to come on. Uh, Buck's a journalist. He wrote the story. I gave him uh, a couple hours. Like I said, I've known him forever. I disagree with the content of the story. And this guy, this journalist, declines to come on. Of course, it's prerogative, but you know I hear these guys. He's won them for years. Like, oh, you got Pedro has got to stand in front of Garnett. Doesn't talk to the media. You got to stand in front and, and and answer the tough questions. Then you write this and you pass on coming on. I mean, that is pitiful. That is awful. I can't even imagine doing that. You can say whatever you want about me, but imagine me saying no to that. Can you imagine that? It's a, it's 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 not a good look for Buck. It's and I think Buck knows deep down. That he fucked up on this. He got an assignment he didn't want. He felt like he probably wasn't the right guy to write it. He kind of tried to please everybody. And as I always said to my mom, the late, great Patricia Minahan, because she was like this, she tried to please everybody, try to make everybody happy. When you try to please everybody, you pretty much please nobody. But, I mean, I think he was a merchant mouthpiece. I think he passed on the Red Sox. And I think he was like, you know what, I can go after Minahan because, you know, a lot of the Internet doesn't like him. And I'll get some other boys. And he did it, so good for him. But there you go. Buck was asked to come on and declined. I wanted to get that in as well. All right. We'll talk to you uh, down the line.